Welcome to the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon, and this is a really become an annual podcast for me, uh, talking about Disability Awareness Month, which is March. And I'm happy to have Cecilia Kobel back. She's a Fisher City Councilwoman, a longtime advocate for the disabled. And uh, joining us again for the second straight year, Kelly Hartman, also an advocate for those with disabilities. She's president and CEO of Insight. Consulting. So, uh, to both of you ladies, thank you so much for carving out a little time for me today. Thank you, Larry, for having us. And let me start off with Cecilia, if you don't mind, because Cecilia, you became a little more than a year ago the first woman to be president of the Fisher City Council. I think any council, I think even the town council never had uh, a woman lead that body. Uh, and unfortunately, yet that happened just in time. For you to handle the pandemic meetings on Zoom, which was a whole new universe for the city council, I thought you handled it very well. But I know that, that must not have been easy with all the technical challenges. Talk about that for a minute. Sure, absolutely. Well, we we had to pivot just like every other municipality on um, trying to figure out how do we continue to conduct business and and provide transparency and information to our community. So we had to uh, move to a more virtual uh, meeting setup and and figure out how we're going to do that. And it, it was challenging at first, but I'll tell you that the city has done an amazing job with, with the technology, with uh, the bandwidth to, to be able to uh, provide, you know, notice to the community, provide opportunities for the, the people to hear what's being done and by recording the meetings, by publicizing the meetings and, and having them there available. So it was definitely an interesting year. It went by really fast and, and not what I had anticipated, but, you know, we got through it and looking forward to 2021 and, and hopefully we're, we're getting past the, this circumstance. Yeah. I remember going to city hall a little over a year ago, about a year ago, and uh, when this all hit, the pandemic, and the only people in the building of City Hall were the receptionist, Scott Fadness, and Chris Greisel, the city attorney. Uh, that was it. Maybe one other person. So uh, people were working from their homes. And, and as you mentioned, uh, Cecilia, everything was getting done. It was just being done a, a different way. Let me bring Kelly in here. Kelly, I, uh, I, I'll mention you also are... Uh, uh, one of the founders of a, a nonprofit group outside the box. We talked about that last year when we had you uh, on the podcast. So just talk about uh, what you're doing now. Maybe say a word or two about outside the box where you're at and uh, how that fits into Disability Awareness Month. Well, it's it's interesting, Larry. Um, this has obviously been a challenging year, and everybody from their own perspective lens see things differently. Um, as you can imagine. Disability supports has been really hard hit by COVID because of the um, healthcare challenges of this pandemic, keeping staff as well as the folks that we support in our communities safe. Um, but in addition to that, a lot of uh, provider agencies are not for profits. And so um, it's been a super big challenge, especially for outside the box. Uh, you know, we talked last year about how excited we were to launch a capital campaign and expand into Fishers. And that all went live um, the last week of February, 2020. And so what we know is that everything got put paused, put on pause. And um, 
right now we're just trying to make sure that outside the box is available for the folks that we currently work with. Um, we are still looking to expand into Fishers, but we need to get through the immediate crisis first. Yes, I know you talked about that last year. You're right. Just so many initiatives are on hold, government, private sector, nonprofit, you name it. They're all holding back, and it's, it's just because they need to, to deal with the pandemic first. Let me stay with you, Kelly, and then I'll bring Cecilia in on this question. Uh, we talked about the pandemic, but uh, I think the pandemic is also a big part of how you are going to plan for your March activities. I'll talk about some and uh, the specific ones, and you can bring some up if you wish later. But just kind of talk in general how you've worked around the pandemic to plan your events for March. Well, I think that, um, you know, instead of just thinking it's a big challenge, we have used this as a, a time to think about it as an opportunity to engage more folks from the community in different ways. Um, we're excited about offering many of our core events virtually. Um, and obviously that's taken some creativity, but I think it will also give people an opportunity to explore events that they may not have if it were just an in-person event. Um, and so we will continue to um, work on these four core events. And then of course, um, there's another, a fifth event with the uh, mayor at the end of the month for uh, my point of view day, but um, it'll kick off March 1st um, with, you know, the big hurrah of March Disability Awareness Month. We do that every year. And Cecilia, you can talk about that and the events that will follow. Yeah, I want to talk about those events. But before I do that, uh, Cecilia, kind of chime in. Uh, Kelly says it wasn't so much of a challenge as an opportunity as you plan the month. So tell me uh, your your side of that. Well, I guess, uh, you know, our, our committee has been working hard. We've been working virtually through Zoom meetings. And, you know, we, we had to make a decision, you know, how is this going to look like? So all, all the events are, are virtual. But at the same time, I, I guess maybe there's more people paying more attention, you know, at their computers and, and wanting to learn more about different things that are happening in the community and so I see this as an opportunity where we have a kind of a captive audience, so to speak, you know, people sitting at their desks, maybe in front of their computer screens where they can download um, the video, a video that we have created that showcases the six years in which we've been building our inclusive community by providing more opportunities for people with intellectual and developmental disabilities. And so we're going to highlight that at the, the kickoff event and everything will be virtual, a web webinar format, a virtual art gallery, everything will be there and available and, and also recorded for, for people to look later. If they can't, you know, make it that day, they can see it at a different time. Uh, Kelly, uh, and it's already been mentioned by Cecilia, the theme for this year's Disability Awareness Month activities, building our inclusive community. I know a lot of thought and work goes into what that theme is going to be. Explain why you chose that theme this year. Well, I think like Cecilia said, we've been doing this in Fisher specifically for several years, um, and it just keeps getting better every year. And I think the exciting thing about this year is that we get to celebrate not just what the disability awareness means in March, but the fact that really Fishers is a community that celebrates disability awareness all year long, because 
not just in the entrepreneurial spirit and bringing so many new businesses, but Fishers is striving to be a city that all people can be included and all people can live in. Um, and we've seen so many cool things happen in the past year that reach people in the disability community differently, including affordable housing and the launch of a social club for young adults. And um, I just think it's really exciting time to be in Fishers and see that there are opportunities for all kinds of folks to live and love and, and celebrate Fishers. Cecilia, uh, I want to talk about something that happened at the recent uh, city council meeting because there was a vote on a proposal by HAND, which is a nonprofit uh, dealing with housing in Hamilton and surrounding counties. And uh, you were talking about the Cumberland Cottage proposed project of which was subject to a vote and was approved. Uh, when you had your chance to discuss that, you praised HAND for its work on housing. Kelly talked about housing and, and the challenges those with disabilities have with housing. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I think that's a very in, uh, integral part of, of what you all do with, with your committee that meets year-round. So, so talk more about that. Sure. Well, obviously, you know, we, we are um, working with the disability community, and, and we understand that some of the biggest challenges right now is finding affordable and accessible housing for the disability community, which is almost non-existent. Um, however, this, this past year in, in the summer, uh, we, they broke ground on a, on a new multifamily uh, development project through Real America that will set aside some units for people with disabilities that are accessible and affordable. And, um, you know, this is something that's been near and dear to my heart that, that, uh, there are challenges and, and obviously there's, it goes beyond, you know, people with disabilities, but I personally have, you know, made it, made time and, and effort to learn more about, about this issue and to, uh, learn more about organizations like HAND and what they're doing to try to help and uh, learning more about uh, projects like Real America and what they do with their projects. So I'm, I'm excited for what um, we've been able to put together working collaboratively with, with the community. Now, Kelly, uh, one, before I start about talking about these specific events, and there are several, I want you to just say a few words about the fact that you are doing something you have been doing the last few years in this event uh, for Disability Awareness Month during March. Uh, you're going to be partnering with other parts of the community. For example, you'll be partnering with uh, the Fishers Arts Council, Hamilton East Library, and some other organizations and groups around the city. Talk about how important that is to get others involved with, with your committee. Well, I mean, I think it's it's so important. Um, and just the partnerships, like last year, so many partnerships, like with Through Connor Prairie and YMCA, this year, we're excited to have a new partner in a presenting sponsor of Old National Bank. Um, it is, it's, you know, March is Disability Awareness Month, but to have these um, community partners who, who come and collaborate with us and agree how important it is to include all people in our community and to create a space in business and in our community with an awareness that we want all people to be involved, that those partnerships are, are are so huge, Larry, because it provides a lens, right? Um, for pe those businesses hold hold a lens for other people to learn about what's going on through their partnerships with us, and it is it is 
absolutely paramount that we have those partnerships. And, and with all the challenges that the nonprofits and even the libraries, a, a governmental organization, have had dealing with the pandemic, they've still uh, partnered with you. Uh, Cecilia, let's talk about the kickoff. The kickoff is scheduled from March 1st, 8.30 in the morning at City Hall. So will it be live, virtual, or a combination? It, it's going to be a webinar. So it will be uh, shown live, but through a webinar uh, format. So we'll have our guest speaker, Ben Trockman, who is the diversity and inclusion outreach specialist for Old National Bank. He also happens to be a elected, newly elected last year, city of Evansville first ward city councilor. And he's been a strong advocate for the disability community. So he has a, a great story to share about his personal ex experience, about what he is trying to do within the um, old national bank organization and how this, this company is, is, is really a model for other businesses to follow in what they're doing in, in their corporate culture. And we're also going to be announcing the three winners of our awards for uh, 2021. We give out three awards, the life without limits award, the Accessibility Award, and the Cornerstone Employer Award. And so we're going to announce those winners, and um, the mayor will give a few remarks. We're going to show our video montage, and it's going to be a great event, and we're going to kind of share how people can get involved uh, throughout the whole month of March. Um, we have a new uh, initiative that we're, we're launching to, for people to be an ally for the disability community. So we have an ally toolkit that we're going to be distributing a toolkit box and it will include um, a yard sign and, and some window cleans and some information about how to, um, how we should be looking at, at the disability community as people first, you know, what is the appropriate language? What's the right thing to do? A lot of people don't really understand that um, people with disabilities want to be um, treated like just you and I. And, and so there's things that we, you know, that people really shouldn't say anymore. You know, they, they, it's just, you know, you don't say retarded, you know, um, you know, we provide some guidance we have a, within that toolkit. So some, some points, uh, you know, points and um, some recommendations, I guess, of, you know, to educate the community on, on some of the things they may not really know about, about inclusion and, and how to treat people with disabilities. And how will people uh, get instructions on how to dial in or, or watch of the, uh, via video your uh, webinar on, the, on March the 1st at 8.30? Right. Well, we have a, a new, newly launched, um, revised webpage for disability inclusion that provides more information about the mission of the Fisher's Advisory Committee on Disability, the subcommittees that we have, ways to get involved when our quarterly meetings are held. And it has all the information of all the events, including all the links and how to be able to be a participant or view the events that we are um, providing for the community for March. So you just uh, access that through the Fishers website, fishers.in.us. Is that the way it works? 
Yes, it's it's fishers.in.us forward slash disability awareness. And okay. that's where you learn about the details of the events and you can register. Excellent. Well, uh, Kelly, I want to ask you about this because on the next day, March 2nd, uh, Cecilia talked about the quarterly meetings of the advisory committee. You're going to have a quarterly meeting the day after the kickoff. So uh, this will be an opportunity for people to get some idea of what you do year round. Yeah. And, and that meeting, I'm always amazed at how packed our agendas are. Um, we have so many cool things that we are going to talk about at that meeting. Um, it will be a great opportunity if people are interested in getting involved, learning more about what we do. Um, I know Stephanie is going to join us that night as well from the city and talk about just all these really cool things that are on the new website um, so that people can find information about our committee and disability awareness more easily through the Fisher's website. Um, we're going to have a guest come and speak um, on a new magazine that's being published, which is Special Needs Living Magazine, which is a really great resource for families and fishers. Uh, we're going to be lucky enough to have a publicy, public policy update on legislative issues that impact folks and their families um, around disability. So there's just a lot of really great things that are happening at that meeting. And that's going to be Tuesday night, March 2nd from 530 to 730. And again, that is also going to be um, virtual. You can go to the website and register, and it is free. There is no charge for that event. Very good. Now, uh, going back to Cecilia, I understand there will be a one-zone uh, chamber luncheon on March the 10th. Uh, really, it talks about people with disabilities being an untapped resource. And I think I've told stories several years of doing this podcast of the many people with disabilities, some people with complete blindness, who were some of the greatest colleagues I ever had in terms of adding to uh, government service and just doing a terrific job uh, with what they were charged to do. So tell me how that one zone chamber luncheon is going to work on March 10th and a little bit more about what will be discussed there. Mm -hmm. Well, this is absolutely exciting for us to be, to be perfectly honest with you. We, we have been in conversations with one zone for a number of years they've been attending our lunch and learns and our coffee talks to understand more about uh, what we're trying to do to create more job opportunities and meaningful work opportunities for people with disabilities and they are committed to be a partner with us and to help us um, reach out to some of these businesses educate them on what what can um, they do to um, hire people with disabilities. You know, they, they don't understand how the process works. They don't understand that um, the high school has a transitional program where they take uh, individuals with disabilities and high school students that may not necessarily be um, on a, a diploma track or, or have a different um, learning um, needs, you know, that they can be uh, trained through through job coaching, and they can um, have some opportunities to do some work that that maybe um, some of these employers haven't really um, thought of. You know, of of some of the maybe work that's available that that they can um, provide opportunities for others to to do. So we're we're excited about that. Kelly could definitely talk more about that. She's she's been our our champion with, with regard to that. But one thing I, I do have to say is every year we're building more 
uh, employers coming on board alongside us. And that list is getting longer and longer of employers willing to uh, learn what, what they can do and, and how they can start utilizing this untapped workforce. And, and Kelly can talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, Kelly, and also one thing that I think has changed in this regard is the availability of adaptive equipment. Technology has has uh, come into play here as well, and the cost of that technology has gone down dramatically. So talk about that and as what uh, Cecilia mentioned about uh, how people with disabilities continue to be an untapped resource for employers. Well, you're you're absolutely right about the adaptive um, accommodations because you know many of us use accommodations that help people with disabilities succeed as as employees somewhere that we don't even think about. For for example, using Siri to use talk to text and um, using headphones that we you know to to be able to participate in Zoom meetings and a lot of those are everyday things that we use that. Um, people don't realize some folks are able to succeed a much much greater as employees um, with with really simple accommodations like that. Um, I think the really interesting thing about Hamilton County in general is that we have bounced back to pre-COVID unemployment rates. And so Hamilton County is in the top five counties in the entire state. As far as unemployment goes, we're back down to 2.9%. So if you're an employer in Hamilton County, and you're trying to get entry-level jobs filled with, with people, it's not folks from Hamilton County that are typically looking for those jobs. And so this just gives us a great way to help people understand not only do we have qualified folks who might have a disability, but let's be honest, Larry, we all have challenges, right? They just happen to have a label that goes with their challenge. Um, and what we're able to do is tell people about programs that actually provide free job training, um, support to the employer, just so many great things that are available that people are not clear about. Um, the partnership with One Zone is amazing. We're, we're um, excited to have the uh, state director of the Division of Disability and Rehabilitative Services is going to come and talk at that luncheon about vocational rehabilitation and how we can help employers uh, tap this really untapped workforce because, you know, unemployment amongst qualified people with disabilities tends to continue to be over 70%. So we have a number of folks who are qualified to do, to offer great skills to employers, but they're not always sure how to find those folks. And so we're really excited about this lunch. Yeah. And uh, I assume the luncheon will be in person. So Celia, are there any uh, reservations available or is it sold out? The, the luncheon is actually going to be virtual, too. So okay. it is, um, you know, a one zone member luncheon, their, their monthly luncheon, but it's converted. It's been converted into a virtual event. And you don't have to be a one zone member to attend. I believe it's ten dollars for those that are not members. But it, it's going to be very informative. If, if you are an employer and, and you are looking to learn about how this process works, about all of these people that are, are capable and willing and excited to work around our community, this would be a great um, uh, virtual event that you'll learn a lot. We're also going to have a video that's going to uh, bring about the stories, the, the, the success that we've had with our businesses here and uh, who those businesses are, the employees that they've hired and their stories and so that's going to be a wonderful opportunity just to learn 
And of course, we want employers to come alongside us and be a part of our Fishers Disability Inclusion Business Networking Group. It's it's a long word, but we meet every every uh, other month, and and we are trying to bring the the uh, voc rehabilitation uh, providers, our our employment providers here with the with the HR representatives of various employers. And, and to start talking about how we can work together, start employing more people and providing more opportunities for um, job shadowing and just learning and, and giving people opportunities to learn skills. Yeah, because Kelly mentioned how the unemployment rate is so low in Hamilton County. Uh, and I, I there, there's a need for employees and employers, I think, once they understand that uh, creating accommodations for people with disabilities is not as difficult as they think. I think they're more open to uh, taking people who a lot of these people who have some challenges or disabilities have tremendous talent in other areas. I think that's what you said. Kelly, let me ask you about this. Uh, Connor Prairie is once again involved and will be hosting an art gallery. So tell me what you know about them. So this is one of my favorite events every year, and it, it, it makes me a little bit um, sad that we can't do it in person. But again, we've pivoted this to a virtual broadcast. But in partnership um, with the Fishers Arts Council, we are going to have a night where we celebrate the artwork of uh, local artists who um, have disabilities. Um, we're going to be able to do this all virtually, and so people can really look at these great artists and what they're doing um, in a virtual, a virtual event that yes, it will physically be hosted by Connor Prairie, but obviously we're going to be showing that virtually. Great. I, I just, as you said, that's something people look forward to every, every year. Uh, Cecilia, uh, Kelly's already talked about this, but there'll be a closeout to the month of March uh, and the mayor will be involved in that. So explain what that's all about. Sure. Well, this event is is a, a a really unique event, and I'm really proud of of this opportunity. We do this every year. Uh, unfortunately, last year was it was canceled due to COVID, but this year it will be virtual. But every year we have done an event called My Point of View Day. It's usually a breakfast with the mayor, and at that at that event, and we're doing it this year virtually. Um, we're bringing the disability stakeholders from Fishers and, and the county alongside our city leaders, department heads, elected officials. And we're going to talk about, you know, some of the um, challenges and, and, and share, you know, some of the topics, some of the issues that are still um, maybe yet to be uh, looked at, but we, we, like I said, we've accomplished a lot, but it's, it's a round table discussion with um, uh, round table groups. And then we come back together and kind of share, you know, what we've learned, but this, this is to really, this is an opportunity for the, the community, the disability community to really, you know, share candidly, you know, what's going on in their lives, you know, how can we work collaboratively to move things forward, to be more inclusive, um, for things to be accessible, to, to be, to have more opportunities. And so, you know, some of the things we're, we're going to be talking about and continue to talk about is, you know, employment, housing, um, transportation is one that still yet to be kind of we, we haven't uh, really scratched the surface on that one yet. I'm really hoping we can 
really work on that going into 2021 and, and 22 to really come up with a, a unique plan for how do we um, transport people with disabilities to, to their job, to their doctor's appointments. You know, so um, we're also going to be talking about uh, the rec center that is being uh, proposed here. We, we want to weigh in and provide some feedback, ideas of, of what a recreational center would look like for someone with disabilities. We want to uh, talk about uh, social opportunities, and we want to talk about community supports and community services. So we have different topics, and these, these discussions really are important, and this is what's really has um, helped us to build this inclusive community because we're looking at that and we're building and we're working together. Well, our time's about up, so I'm going to give each of you a chance to fill in any of the blanks I didn't ask about. So, Kelly, this is your chance. Anything else you want to mention before we close this out? No, I mean, I, I just joined Cecilia in the sentiments of pride. Uh, living in Fishers is a really cool thing. Um I, because I spend my whole life's work working with folks with disabilities, I work with a lot of different municipalities who are nowhere close to where Fishers is as far as moving forward and being innovative and being inclusive. And so I'm just proud to be a part of it. I'm excited about March. I'm always happy for new people to learn new things about the city that we live in. Cecilia, your chance, anything you'd like to add? Sure. Well, I just want to encourage everybody to go to the website again, the fishers.in.us forward slash disability awareness. I, I'm proud of, of what's been done. Obviously, we, we still have, you know, more to do and and we we have a lot to be proud of here in Fishers. This this past year, it was um, this summer, this past summer in 2020, Carmel, um, finalize and formalize their Carmel Disability uh, their uh, disability Committee. And Westfield is, is now uh, looking at that as well. So we, we have been the model in terms of um, a municipality that's working collaboratively with our stakeholders, with our business community, our resources, our, our families, people with disabilities, our elect officials to really build a, a wonderful community where there can be a life without limits for everybody. And so I'm, I'm really proud. I'm really thankful of, of our committee, our March Disability Awareness Committee. They've been working hard and um, we're just proud of having so many wonderful people who are passionate about this and and who are helping to build our inclusive community. So thank you, Larry, for this opportunity today. I appreciate you being here too. And uh, by the way, just in case you were thinking or wondering, we, this is a Zoom meeting itself, so we are doing this virtually just because that was the easiest way to get everybody together and uh, just for convenience. And it turned out weather maybe have had, would have had a factor, although it is a little better today than yesterday. So you've listened to Cecilia Colble, City Councilwoman for the City of Fishers, longtime advocate for the disabled in this city, and Kelly Hartman, who's president and CEO of Insights Consulting, also has been very involved in, in the disability projects of various sorts throughout the city, throughout the community. So to two of you, thank you very much for joining me today and uh, 
Feel free to go to the Fisher City website if you want more information about Disability Awareness Month. Thank you, Larry.